broadcasting from a little liberal town known in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Sauce Report. And your host today, Sauslin Timison. Chair now recognize himself for an opening statement. The fix is in. Even with the face-saving indictment last week of Hunter Biden, everyone knows the fix is in. Four and a half years. Four and a half years the Department of Justice has been investigating Mr. Biden, an investigation run by David Weiss, an investigation that limited the number of witnesses agents could interview, an investigation that prohibited agents from referring to the president as the, quote, big guy in any of the interviews they did get to do. An investigation that curtailed attempts by, to interview Mr. Biden by giving the transit team a secret a heads up. An investigation that notified Mr. Biden's defense counsel about a pending search warrant. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss, run by Mr. Weiss, where they told the Congress three different stories in 33 days. They told this committee on June 7th, David Weiss said, I have ultimate authority to determine when, where, and whether to bring charges. 23 days later, June 30th, he told this committee, actually, I can only bring charges in my U.S. Attorney's District, the District of Delaware. And then to further confuse matters, on July 10th, he told Senator Graham, I have not sought special counsel status. Rather, I've had discussions with the Department of Justice. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss that negotiated a plea deal that the federal district court declined to accept. A plea deal so ridiculous the judge asked this question, quote, is there any precedence for agreeing not to prosecute crimes that have nothing to do with the charges being diverted? The response from the DOJ lawyer, I'm not aware of any, Your Honor. A plea deal so ridiculous that the judge also asked, have you ever seen a diversion agreement where the agreement not to prosecute was so broad that it encompasses crimes in a different case? The response from the DOJ lawyer, no, Your Honor, we haven't. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss that not only had a sweetheart deal rejected, but according to the New York Times, there was an even sweeter deal, an earlier deal, a deal in which Mr. Biden would not have to plead guilty to anything. Four and a half years and all that, and now we get a special counsel. Now we get a special counsel, and who does the attorney general pick? David Weiss, the guy who let all that happen. He could have selected anyone. He could have picked anyone inside government, outside government. He could have picked former attorney generals, former special counsels, but he picks the one guy, the one guy he knows will protect Joe Biden. He picks David Weiss. And here's what the AG said in his August 11th announcement of David Weiss as a special counsel. Quote, I am confident that Mr. Weiss will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner. Urgent manner, every witness we've talked to, the two FBI whistleblowers that came forward, Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler, the two uh, uh, FBI agents on the case, Mr. Sobosinski, Ms. Holly, they've all said this thing was anything but urgent. The FBI said this was, they were frustrated at the pace. Ms. Holly said she was frustrated at the pace. And of course, the IRS agents, they said the investigation was slow walked. And even-handed, they limited the number of witnesses that could be interviewed. They tipped off the defense counsel about a subpoena. The judge says the plea deal was a joke. And all that's just half the story. There's one investigation protecting President Biden. 
there's another one attacking President Trump. Justice Department's got both sides of the equation covered. Look at the classified documents case. Spring and early summer of last year, the Department of Justice asked President Trump to turn over boxes of documents. He does just that. In the process, President Trump finds 38 additional documents. He tells the Department of Justice, very next day the FBI comes to his home and he turns them over. Then the Department of Justice asked the President to put any boxes he brought from the White House to his home in a storage room and secure it by locking it. He does that as well. Everything they asked him to do, he did. And then what's the Justice Department do? August 8th, last year, they raid President Trump's home. And according to the FBI agent, Stephen D'Antuano, the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office, the search was a complete departure from standard protocol. When we interviewed Mr. D'Antuano, he said, first, the Miami field office didn't do the search. Instead, they sent folks from DC. He said there was no US attorney assigned to the case. Instead, it was run by DC, in particular, Jay Bratt, who's now on the special counsel team. He said the FBI didn't get President Trump's counsel's approval before they did the search. And then Mr. D'Antuano told us he had recommended that when the FBI got to Mr. Trump's home, President Trump's home, they contact his counsel, wait for him to get there and do the search together. Of course, the DOJ said no. And then who does, who does the attorney general name as special counsel in that case? Jack Smith. The guy who a few years ago was looking for ways to prosecute Americans, targeted by Lois Lerner and the IRS, looking to prosecute the very victims of the weaponized government, the weaponized IRS. Jack Smith, the guy who prosecuted Governor McDonald only to have the Supreme Court overturn that prosecution in a unanimous decision. That's the guy, that's the guy that the Attorney General of the United States selects as special counsel. And you wonder why, well, hello, and welcome to the SAS Report. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day. You know, I also, it was interesting because today was very fascinating. Not only was it Wednesday today, or, you know, I think it was Wednesday. Who knows? But <clears throat> Merrick Garland, you're probably wondering, why did the SAS Report, or why did Sasson decide to open up the episode with, uh, with an audio clip of Jim Jordan? Open testifying in front of Congress today as Merrick Garland was in attendance. Merrick Garland was subpoenaed to front of testifying the Judiciary Committee regarding his relationship to the Biden administration and his uh, relationship with Hunter Biden and a plethora of things. Now, we're going to break it down because I don't know about you, but I watched some of the, uh, the testimonies and stuff. And it does blow my mind. Number one, I, I mean, watching the testimony actually blew my mind. How it blew my mind is that you have the Democratic Party, which is super, they are the party of naive, the naive party. They refuse to look at the issues that are going on, number one. Number two, they think that everything's all hunky-dory. They think that the border issue is not a problem. They think that the Biden administration is doing a fantastic job. They also think that Merrick Garland is doing a phenomenal job. And not only that, but they think that our country is heading in the right direction. That's number four. Number five, they also think that our country is 
leading the way in the biodynamics. The biodynamics are the best. It was the best idea that's ever happened. And, and not only that, but the Democratic Party is now forcing and pushing the agenda, saying that over 13.4 million jobs are created since President Joe Biden. I think it's more of Obama and Big Mike when they took office of 2021 of January 20th. And somehow that seems to be a completely different story if you're part of the Republican Party. You know, it's, it's interesting how there's a complete night and day difference. One party believes that this country is not going in the right direction, while the other party is naive and doesn't even look at the issues. And the fact that they've started using the word MAGA extremist, that word MAGA extremist is a very dangerous, dangerous rhetoric coming from the Democratic Party. Here's why. They don't really understand what being MAGA extremist means. They just love that word because it stokes the fire. You know, they, we, you're a MAGA extremist. You know, you're a, you're a MAGA extremist because you love this country. Or you're a MAGA extremist because you don't believe in democracy. Well, somebody under, somebody please explain to me how we are a democracy. Last time I checked, this country is not a democracy. This country is a constitutional republic. Never in my, never in my 24 years have I said to this to other people, we live in a wonderful democracy. Well, last time somebody said that, President Zelensky said, hey, we live in a democracy. Uh, Joseph Stalin said, we live in a democracy or do this for a democracy. When you have a certain political party stating, do this for democracy, you know, save our democracy or the this party's going after a democracy, the sovereign democracy of this, what it was founded upon. You should be, your like back of your hairs should be standing right up. Because the moment they say that, the moment that they started saying that January 6th was the day that democracy was attacked, that is a day that you want to be aware of what's to be down the pike. It, so it's also interesting how Merrick Garland, of course, again, getting back on track with Merrick Garland, he testified in front of Congress since 10, 10 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time. So it was 9 a.m. Central Time. And he spoke until 4, 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, which was about 2 p.m. hard time, Central Time. It depends where you're at. And <clears throat> I would have never believed, I couldn't believe a single thing that he said, number one. Number two, I don't know what was true or what was not. And it was so many mixed messages. And he never really answered the question. He never answered what was going on. What was going on at the southern border, number one. He never, he stated that he doesn't, he's not the president's lawyer. Anyway, he has protected him and that he's appointed somebody else to protect and to look under president, uh, into his son, Hunter Biden's uh, current lawsuit. He's nominated somebody for that. And number two, he stated that uh, he's not a congressional, uh, I think it was an arm or something like that. He doesn't work for Congress. And that he believes in we are fair and transparent. Well, I don't know if he has a short-term memory or not, but last time I checked, I have a really good term memory. So back in 2021, when President Joe Biden took office, Merrick Garland was appointed to um, Attorney General of the United States. And the moment that he was appointed, they, he ordered the FBI to be sent out to the school boards uh, to go after parents 
that stood up for uh, the parental rights and he ordered the FBI to start arresting the parents and or maybe charging them with hate crimes. So somebody helped me explain to me how that is free speech and how that is a fair and just system. That is not. Uh, number two, uh, Merrick Garland also stated that he um, went after bad people. Well, define bad people. My definition of bad people now is a lot different than the a definition of bad people under a Democratic or a person that thinks differently from me. My rendition of bad people is MS-13, ISIS, the Taliban, the um, whatever. I think it was, oh yeah, um, terrorist hotbeds. You also think of um, criminals, the ones that uh, traffic children, the ones that go after children, the ones that kidnap people, the murderers, rapists. That's my rendition of bad people. But now, the the extremists, known as liberals, uh, standpoint of bad people, is parents that stand up for the parental rights, number one. Number two, it is people that stand up for this country. Number three, it is people that show patriotism by putting the American flag in front of their front yard. And number four, people that attend church. Um, that's number four. And number five, it is anyone that loves this country. That is the number five. So they have labeled every pretty much every American as a bad person. And you know how they've labeled them? It's because the D Justice Department sent out memos of stating certain people are going to be, are like keeping high eye on, or keep an eye on them because they might be suspect or be suspicious or, ooh, like you're on the list or you are. You're a dangerous person. You know, I've, said, I've had people say that to me. I think it's kind of funny. You know, the moment they say, you are the most dangerous person because you stand for the American flag or you stand for the patriotism. Well, aren't you dangerous for believing that, that somebody else is dangerous? I don't know. This country has gone completely cattywampus. So also it was interesting because Merrick Garland was pressed on the issue about the border issue. Because somehow he stated that it is a safe country, that the border, the southern border is a safe border, that we are a very protected border. Well, is it me or is somebody just absolutely out to lunch, number one? Because how can you be a safe country if the floodgates literally are wide open? You know, the floodgates are completely, absolutely open and no one's paying attention to what's going on. You know, another thing is that the floodgates are open and they've actually literally opened up the floodgates. Because if you look at the southern border, you look at um, there's certain parts of the border that have like known as floodgates. Those are gates that can open and can close. Well, for many years, they've been they, for many years, they've always welded them shut. Well, the Biden administration, they opened them up by breaking the chains and by breaking the weld. So they literally opened up the floodgates. And now that, but the Biden administration has sold parts of the southern border wall for over, I think, accumulated to $4.1 million that has been sold to other nations. So now that, but they've, now that our, our border wall is being literally sold to other nations. So that's another number two. And so now that, but we have about 10,000 illegal immigrants crossing about two per month. So literally our country is being flooded. So. 
along with our country being flooded, they get bused up to New York City, and they also get bused to Chicago and to Los Angeles, and I think to other cities, um, oh, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, anywhere there's like a sanctuary city known as Sanctuary City, you get bused. So it was interesting because Merrick Garland refused to answer that question, and he's beat around the bush saying that our, our border is safe. Well, if our border is safe, why are 10,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border? And not only that, but why did we have a Houston illegal immigrant that resided in Houston kill a mother, and somehow he's got a court date of 2025, and they released him? He's from Peru. Somebody explain to me on that. They can't. But, oh, that's considered, that is considered a safe border. Now that, but he has literally tied the hands of the Border Patrol agents. And I really think that the Border Patrol, I really think that the drug cartels actually own the Biden administration. Here's how. Here's why they own the Biden, the, the Biden and the DOJ. They're blackmailing America. Because the drug cartels, known as the narcos and as other drug rings, they have heads. They have bounty heads for anyone that protects them. For anyone that most of them are ten thousand dollars per head if you're if you take out a border patrol agent. And now a lot of you probably didn't know that. And so what happened is is that by leaving the drug by leaving them open, the country, the United States, or they pay whoever the drug ring or they somehow it all correlates it. But either way, the United States is behind, the corrupt government is behind this operation. And they are also behind the operation of trafficking children. So how is that a safe, and how is that a safe border? And not only that, but if you're coming across the border, why are a lot of militarized men coming across the border? I think, I think what's really going on, and here's my, here's my analysis. I think what's going on is that they're demographically changing our election because they know that the they know that they can't repeat 2020 again. Number one, the Democratic Party beefed up the DOJ and they weaponized the DOJ to go after anyone and to make sure that the DOJ and the Democratic Party, known as I think they've been taken over by Ukraine and by Zelensky to know that we can't repeat 2020. So how to do that is Bill Gates and other these world world economic people, like the World Economic Forum people, they teamed up and they said, how do we demographically change the people? Well, we have to make open up our borders to the point where countries can't bear themselves. But we have to protect certain borders, such as Ukraine and the DMZ. And also the Chinese border and other countries, but not American borders. So we have to make sure that so many people flood in to this country where we can't maintain our, our status. And so we build operations and we build these housing units outside of, Tex outside of Houston, Texas. And we also build housing units in, outside of San Antonio and also like in rural areas. And in, in Ohio, in Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, and all that, but we also build housing units in Nevada. And further yet, we also build housing units in Wisconsin. So the Democratic governors all build up, work together somehow, 
And I don't know if they, um, this is my presumption, but it seems like it's going to happen. And it's, you can look around and, and you can see this going on. And now that, but Bill Gates has said this on camera multiple times, but people keep refusing to look at him because they think Bill Gates is a wonderful, jolly old man. And that he's like wondering, doing great things for Microsoft and doing great things for America. Well, that's totally opposite. So I think what is also going on is that, you know, with, um, so they demographically change this nation to have them vote a certain way. And that's what's going on. And so they go into these rural areas where they know that they can't get the vote. So what do we do? We flood them in. And you see New York changing their voting rights, their voting laws unconstitutionally. We see them doing that so that anyone can vote, even convicts, actually. And if you dare question that, oh, you're a bad person. Or if you dare question that, oh, you're a criminal. Or if you dare that, you're against democracy. And the fact that they're also willing to go, oh, yeah, another thing that they also go after is um, anyone that has guns. That's another one, too. That's a big one. Law-abiding citizens. They don't go after criminals, heavens forbid. They actually protect them. Uh, for instance, um, New Mexico came out. Their governor came out. She is absolutely as, as dumb as a rock. Never if I, never in my life would I have ever imagined that a state in, the, in America would go so far left to say that we're banning the guns, actually, straight up. And saying that's okay. Well, Merrick Garland defended that actually in front of Congress. And he said that, well, we have to protect our nation at all means. Well, your, your sense of protection is a lot different than mine. See, that's the thing that, that's the thing that's going on. So we have become so confused that we don't know what protection is actually. I think Merrick Garland is an off branch of the Biden administration. He does the dirty work. And he appoints certain people to protect the family, the Biden administration, the Biden, the Biden crime family, the Biden crime family that embezzles millions of dollars and potentially billions, the Biden crime family that probably does human trafficking against children, and also the Biden crime family that is an off branch of the Democratic Party that is willing to do the dirty work and go after prosecute even their two political opponents, such as President Donald J. Trump. That's another thing. Merrick Garland didn't even defend, he didn't even say anything. He actually beat around the bush and said, well, we have found a substantial evidence of President Trump actually committing these crimes. We have found substantial evidence. Well, <clears throat> especially when it comes to the Fulton County, so you're telling me that is substantial evidence, like willing to question an election. When you have Hillary Clinton in 2016, Stacey Abrams in 2018, Al Gore in 20 or in 2001, and you also have other other um, other state officials questioning the election. So you're telling me they are okay to question, but when it comes to a Republican opponent, that's not okay. None of that makes sense, actually. None of it, actually. None of it. So how is that not okay? I mean, that's that, that's absolutely flabbergasting. So it's okay for one side to question the election, but it's not okay for me to question the election. If I do question the election, I'm against democracy. Well, the Democratic Party went after 
went after in twenty in twenty sixteen. They went after for four years. And another thing is that if he truly won by eighty one million votes, which I doubt that Biden administration actually did, or Joe Biden did, why are you going after one political opponent? Actually, not one political opponent. Why are you going after twenty plus? Somebody explained to me on that one. Merrick Garland, of course, couldn't because he, I mean, the teleprompter won't speak for him. I mean, the teleprompter didn't have any response, so he can read off of that one. And so, you know, we look at the testimony and Jim Jordan does a fantastic opening and he, he grilled on him. And I think it's right. It's about time that we hold people accountable. It's, it's about time that we say enough is enough that you need to get your act together and that you need to make sure that we need to get our nation back to where it was, back to a justice system that is has a due process, that is willing to go after the, it doesn't matter what political party you are, it goes after both the Democratic people and it goes after Republican people. And all these charges of Hunter Biden, those are completely dumb charges. Come on, give me a break. Why don't you go after what was on his laptop? Uh, drug charges? Uh, human trafficking charges? Why don't you go after that? I mean, and you look at it like that. I mean, the laptop from hell, that doesn't even like comprehend to what was happened. The laptop from hell didn't even like comprehend what it was transpired. I mean, the whole Biden crime family, I mean, they don't call it Biden crime family for a reason. They have embezzled millions of dollars over the, since they've taken office and, and they've abused power. And so it's rightly so that the uh, Speaker McCarthy impeaches President Joe Biden. And I agree with this impeachment a hundred percent. And, and it's just, it blows my mind. And once again, Merrick Garland protected the Biden family again, saying that uh, Joe Biden did not commit any crimes. You know, he there's no such thing as impeachable offense because there's no basis or no merit. Well, if weaponizing the DOJ doesn't count as a merit, then what does? If weaponizing the, your DOJ to go after a political opponent because they think differently from you doesn't uh, set basic grounds for impeachment than what does that's number that's it and that's number one number two if the border patrol if the border situation the fact that you are turning a blind eye and you're pretending that everything is fine if that doesn't cause for merit for um for impeachment then what does and the fact that the doj is willing to turn a blind eye that's number two number three if turning a blind eye towards East Palestine, Ohio, number one, Maui, and number two, and I think um, another natural disaster that happened, oh yeah, a couple of other natural disasters um, in Florida, if that doesn't cause mayor for impeachment, then what does? You know, and so you see how the Biden administration has, I mean, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. Whoever is going to be the president of the United States, it's going to be, it's going to be an uphill battle. And it's going to be an uphill battle because you're dealing with some bad, bad people. You're dealing with world economic people. And you're dealing with the Moscow Mitches from the Rhino Party, the Mitt Romneys. And you're also dealing with the Liz Cheney's of the party. 
and not only that, but then you're also dealing with the extreme far left cult mentality party. The people that don't want to listen but want to cause harm and want to cause violence. The people that don't want to listen to you and the people that don't want to don't want anything to they don't want freedom of speech. You have to deal with them. And that's gonna be an uphill challenge. And so Merrick Garland continued his speech, and I don't really think I watched a good chunk of it. Um, <clears throat> it was interesting how the Democratic Party backed him up and said, "Well, you're doing a great job," and they gave you affirmation of it. And it was it, it, it disgusted me how they even turned a blind eye. They've really been brainwashed by truly. They've been brainwashed by either money laundering or by I don't know what they're drinking in that water in D.C. But I give kudos to where it's due, Jim Jordan. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I think there was another representative out of Florida. I give kudos to her because they finally realized what's at stake here. What is at stake is the protection of your family. What is at stake is the protection of your opportunity to grow up and, and to achieve the American dream. That's what's at stake, and that's what's being undermined. And so with this in mind, I hope that you guys enjoyed this special episode about Merrick Garland testifies in front of Congress. And once again, I hope you guys have an awesome day and really wake up and realize what's going on around you. And don't be afraid to be involved because like I'm going to end with my quote, it doesn't take an army or a group to fight for freedom. It only takes one person because that one person can cause a ripple effect. Hope you guys have an awesome day. And remember to keep it saucy. You just heard an episode of The Sash Report, a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and anywhere you hear a podcast. Remember, guys, hit that like and follow button. See you next time, and keep it saucy. Mm-hmm.